Welcome to the College Essay Advisors podcast. Before we introduce ourselves, here's a little preview of what's to come. Whether or not you think you have an idea or whether or not you are just like, I'm not interesting, nothing about me is worth writing about, ready to throw your hands up, um, these brainstorming exercises will help you crack into the process and get you feeling a little bit more confident about the material you have inside your head. Welcome to College Essay Advisors Podcast, an ongoing exploration of how to write college admissions essays that get you noticed and accepted. Hi, I'm Stacey Brooke, and I am the founder and chief advisor at College Essay Advisors. Hi, I'm Becca Myers, and I am the director of advising at College Essay Advisors. You sure are. Um, today we are going to be talking about, uh, some of our favorite brainstorming exercises, and we're even going to go through a couple for you so you can see how they work in action. Brainstorming is the spitballing of ideas, the ideating, the creative generation, um, of concepts and feelings and strategies and all the things. Um, it is the first step and core component of writing the personal statement. It basically is the phase of the process where you throw it all on the table with no judgment of yourself or anyone that's helping you in the process and um, and just kind of see what's in your noggin and what might be useful. Wait, I can't self-judge? Not allowed. Not, not, not mm. today. <laughs> I don't know I, if this process is going to work for me. Name. Um, no, but really when, when I work with students, um, and we get to this brainstorming phase, I say to them, I, I literally disclaimer, I am going to say 1000 things and 999 of them might sound stupid. Um, and I'm going to expect that you won't judge me and I won't judge you. And probably our ideas are going to be better than we even give them credit for, but we're just going to say whatever comes to our minds without thinking too hard about it or, censoring ourselves because I think that sometimes we spend so much time evaluating an idea before it comes out of our mouths or before we get it down on the page that we that we eliminate some of the concepts and some of the strategies that might be the most interesting or even things that are just helpful launch points to a better idea. Mm, yes. Productivity, uh, perfectionism is counterproductive. So and you true. can put that on a poster. I think it, I think it is. With like a, with like a cliff and a sunset. Yeah. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. Do they have those anymore? That was real, real. Those motivational posters. Uh, they do. And you'll be getting one in the mail in about 24 hours. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so brainstorming. I mean, sometimes, um, you know, people come into this process and, have a little bit of an idea of what they want to write about. Sometimes they come in with no idea whatsoever. Um, and I think that might be the most challenging place to, to enter the process is when you really just don't know where to start. But whether or not you think you have an idea or whether or not you are just like, I'm not interesting, nothing about me is worth writing about, ready to throw your hands up, um, these brainstorming exercises will help you crack into the process and get you feeling a little bit more confident about the material you have inside your head. Like a, like a crack of thunder. Sometimes I call it a a brain sprinkle or like a brain shower because I don't always feel stormy. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you got to start slow 
with, with the drops, but, uh, totally. but we I get there. There's also, um, you know, there are advantages to brainstorming by yourself, um, and just kind of getting your own thoughts down and also different advantages to brainstorming with a trusted partner or a confidant or a mentor or someone who, or a nemesis. Who, true. Ooh, let's try that one. Mm-hmm. Be my enemy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's sort of a different um, a different strategy and different um, set of parameters that can be used when you're brainstorming with somebody else who can maybe help um, take some of the pressure off or prompt you for certain things. Um, so we recommend you try both. I think what we're gonna do now is um, talk about some of our favorite brainstorming exercises, and then Becca and I are going to challenge ourselves and each other to actually execute them so we can figure out what we're going to write our future college admissions essays about. Sound good? Mm, That sounds great. The brainstorming exercise (laughs) I want to talk about, and one of the ones that I really like the most is to list all the things you love and list all the things you hate. Everyone. Um, what I usually do is give students a certain amount of time, like five minutes, plenty of time. Um, so for five minutes, you put your head down and you just write as many things as you can possibly think of listing the things you love. And I just give the instruction things that you love can be anything. They can be feelings like I love happiness. I love, um, I don't know. I love compassion. I love humanity. Um, they can be like physical things. I love my phone comes up. It's literally number one. Yes. Just get it out of the way. We love, we love, we all love our phones. Um, I love my necklace that I inherited from my grandmother. I personally love food, like literally every single thing one can put in one's mouth. I love food. So it can really run the gamut. I love my parents. I love, and I think you'll find as you get deeper into your five minute zone, you take more pauses. You think a little bit, um, you think a little bit more about some interesting and uh, and creative answers or some things that, again, we're not judging ourselves, but you'll say, does this even count? Does this matter? Do I love this? And you throw it down anyway. And then you take five minutes and you list all the things you hate. And then we go over the list together and we see, do any of these random things plucked from your brain spark ideas? That and it's might- cool because I've done that exercise too. And I also like to think about things you can combine, which as a poet, I also try to do. So thinking about more abstract things like humanity and concrete things like a phone, like I love the humanity Mm -hmm. of my phone. What an interesting thing. We don't really encourage essays about phones, but I will say I had a student write a supplement last year. He was from Singapore and there's mandatory military service in Singapore. And so one of the supplemental questions for him was what is an item that is indispensable for you? Like, what do you love? And for him, it was his phone because it was a way to maintain connection with people back home. Like he had a really interesting take on it. So I'm just sort of thinking about that. Like the phone itself, not so interesting. When you say something like my phone connects me to humanity, very different answer. Mm -hmm. Especially since, um, I think a lot of people could argue that phone disconnects you from humanity in a lot of Absolutely. Scenarios. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. if you cover both of those aspects and show admissions that you're thinking the scenario through on many levels, that's another thing. You know, we, especially when you're applying to some high level schools where I think a certain degree of intellectualism is encouraged, or at least a certain depth of thought in these essays, it helps yeah. to kind of try to 
represent the full picture of the argument you're making so that admissions knows that you know um, that there are multiple ways to view a problem, view a thesis, et cetera. Do you want to do this exercise with me? I want to do this exercise. Yeah, sure. I've thought about the things that I love or the things that I that I deeply hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Hate podcast recording. Just kidding. <laughs> no, okay. love. I know. I know, love. I know. Okay. I'm going to set our time and it starts. We're going to do things you love. I'm giving us a full five minutes. And we're back. We have written down all every single one of the things we love and then every single one of the things we hate in five minutes. We are really fast. I think I spent more time on love than hate, which is kind of like affirming to me. It's Maybe beautiful. I'm like an optimist. It is. Although the hate things are, some of them are pretty intense. <laughs> um, I cannot wait to hear. Do you want to start? Why don't you start by, by telling us some of the things you love? Yeah. So I'll, I'll just read some out and it's very obvious to me that in this exercise, I'm really driven by sound. I have, for example, the musty smell of a bookstore followed by petrichor, which is the smell of rain. Like when it's like just hitting the ground, that fresh rain smell. Ooh. So I, so I hear it in my head. There was a word for that. That's cool. Yeah. Pe- petrichor. Okay. So what I have is fostering dogs, uh, the cream filling in Oreos, my son, the musty smell of a bookstore, petrichor, earrings that look heavy but don't feel heavy. Mm, good one. Mm-hmm. Reality TV, all of it. Kindness, how hospice changed me as a person because I, I did hospice with my dad when he died. I love my job. Um, the heady feeling of NyQuil when you actually need it, right? I love it when you're sick and you take a little NyQuil and you kind of like drift off. Beautiful. That's I don't condone any recreational drugs, but you know, being told by a third grader if you need it. And yeah, yeah. Being told by a third grader that I am a pretty mom. I went into Miles's classroom and uh, two of the girls in the room told me I was pretty. So that was some real ego boosting. And I love language and I love poetry. That's what I wrote down. Incredible. What do you mean? Well, before we get into what I have, I, I want to, I'm going to analyze your list a little. (laughs) Good. Okay. I mean, I think it's pretty clear Becca likes poetry, but I think that it's also extra evident in the things that she just just discussed. The first example she brought up that are so poetic. Um, And those are the kinds of connections that we're looking for in these lists, whether, you know, we're actively thinking about it or not as we're making them. But, um, you know, the idea that of your favorite things. Some of them are smells of highly specific places Mm -hmm. that the language that you're using to describe them is poetry in and of itself. Um, You know, that would be, if this was a list of a student, those things would be identifiers for us that um, maybe poetry is something we can work with, connect to other things that someone loves. Um, I think there's, there's just a lot to, to go on there. There also, I think something else, these brainstorming lists are good for these lists, the things you love, list, the things you hate, um, results are cracking open stories. Like Becca loves fostering dogs. I dislike that Becca fosters dogs because I want her to keep all the dogs that she fosters. (laughs) And I fight for that hard. Um, but that might just be something that had not been discussed before, um, in a brainstorming session between, 
us and a student and might prompt us to ask more questions. Wow, you foster dogs. Tell us more about that. Um, and uh, so, so that's essentially just to give listeners a sense of how this works. We kind of take a look at what people come up with and then try to um, build bridges, make connections, expand on some of the answers. It just kind of gives us a, a list of random things to explore, which is really helpful. And looking at my own list, and, and this is sort of unfair, I didn't exactly, I've been thinking about this connection even before this call, because I also am interested in writing essays. So the fostering of dogs that I've been doing, you know, I only keep them for a few weeks and I get close to them and then I they go to someone else. I've been thinking a lot about my decision to do that on the heels of my father dying because there was a kind of loving and releasing that happened there, particularly in hospice. And so I, if a student had had written those two things down for me, I would have been thinking about what fostering and and ushering someone through the last stages of life have in common. And this is like really, really dark. <laughs> Not dark. I shouldn't say dark. This is deep. Mm -hmm. But you know, a lot of students come to us with really heavy things, right? Completely. 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 And, so and like these are these are obviously the examples of grown women who are writer, professional writers and who've been thinking about these things and make these connections very quickly and easily because we've been doing this for two decades. But um but I think hopefully it illustrates the line of thought and the logic involved in doing the exercise in the first place and what it can produce ultimately results-wise. And, and, and we can talk about this other thing on another podcast, but like the sensitivity required to handle some of the things that come out in the list, because when mm -hmm. you're not filtering, I've worked with many students who have lost parents, who mm -hmm. have had parents who are sick. And when they feel vulnerable enough to trust me with that info, and it comes out in a list like this, like, mm -hmm. I know Stacey and I really pride ourselves on being able to, to facilitate those conversations and, mm -hmm. and help them write about it if they want to write about it. Yeah. Only if they feel comfortable. Absolutely. Only if they feel comfortable. Okay. Let me hear your loves. Okay. Um, probably all of these, you know, about already number one, love food, food, food. I love to <laughs> eat things. Um, uh, Tokyo and Japan and, um, all things related to that company and culture. I go there very often. Um, women kicking ass at things and specifically women in Japan kicking ass at things, given the cultural, um, differences between the lives of women in Japan and the lives of women in the United States happens to be something I'm specifically interested in. Um, objects that hold history and examples of that being like jewelry, um, travel, random, endless walks through New York city. Grandmas in general, my own grandma, but also all people's grandmas, um, other people's children. <laughs> Lucky for all the people that work with us. I love your kids. Um, Becca and Kat and my college essay advisors team. And I love my oh. job. I love what we do. I think it's really fun. And I think it's super interesting. And I love the people we meet. And I love that we get to facilitate these kinds of conversations and, um, and help students understand that they are inherently interesting because I think sometimes when students come to us, they aren't so confident that that's the case, but they always are. And that's really affirming. Wow. That's beautiful. You know, if I were, if I were your advisor, if I were your advisor, I feel like there's a song there. Definitely. That's right. Um, want to be my advisor. Gotta get with my list. <laughs> I like my, my snapping isn't even... <laughs> on rhythm. I'm so sorry to all the listeners. Uh, um, I would then 
like crack crack open some of the things in your list to further expand. Like I would ask you to list the food, food, food that you love, specifically the food you eat in Japan. I would ask you um, what it is about other people's children that you love. Is there a sense that you are also like a traveler in their lives? And then you're able to kind of, you know, step away again. Like, and I know also that's maybe like an essay that one writes when they're like in their early forties. Right. But like, but, but you see what we're doing here. Like we're, we're going deeper. You make connections and you connect and you dive, you connect and you dive and you kind of figure out like what, what is like, what's resonant, what's rich. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you like our content, please like, and subscribe to follow us for more. Happy writing.